Welcome to this episode of my podcast. My name is Kalsum Butt, and I specialize in training medical professionals how to get the score they need in IELTS or OET so that they can get their dream job, take their career to the next level and start living their best life with their families by providing them with bigger and better opportunities. Before I start with the main topic for this week's episode, I just want to make you aware of how you can use this podcast to your maximum advantage. This is no ordinary podcast. You can use this podcast by one, simply listening to the podcast to get some advice that will help you in your IELTS or OET preparation. Number two, actively listening to this podcast to improve your listening skills. I try to keep it short. I know you guys are very busy people, but you can use it for focused listening practice. So you can use the show notes, which is a complete transcript of each episode. You can read the episode as you listen and analyze the language, learn new words or phrases, practice pronunciation and intonation. Number three, Also included in the show notes are some comprehension style questions that you can use by reading the transcript, using your skimming and scanning techniques to answer the questions. Answers are provided at the end, but you can also check your answers by listening to the podcast. Number four, you can use it as a listening test and answer the same questions while listening. And number five, I also include a brief analysis of some useful words or phrases that I have used in the podcast, which you can learn. So it's up to you how you would like to use this tool. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and share this podcast with your colleagues and social media so that more people can benefit from it too. Welcome to this episode of my podcast. Um, In this episode, we're going to talk about grammar. So everything you need to know about IELTS and OET grammar. It's not the most interesting of subjects um, to talk about, but it's an extremely important one. This episode is relevant for both IELTS and OET. So although most students hate grammar, unfortunately, it's an an extremely important topic and a huge part of getting the score that you need. It's one of the main marking criteria. The problems students have about grammar usually stem from the way that they've been taught grammar, which is usually learning from textbooks and memorizing. You could only learn so much in this way. Um, Obviously, there has to be some kind of formal learning in that way where you learn the grammar rules and you practice, um, you know, um, using sentences and things like that there, you know, but there's only so much you can learn from that method. There has to be a practical approach. The reality is that unless you score well in grammar, you won't get the score you need overall, even if you're scoring well in the other marking criteria. So your grammar has to be up to the seven, you know, if it's for IELTS band seven and above and for OET um, C plus and above for whatever score that you're looking for, you have to be at that level when it comes to grammar. But the good news is that this problem is easy to fix. It's easy to fix your grammar. You just need to remember these important points, these four important points, and implement them. First of all, number one, grammar must be learned slowly. 
Number two, understanding the marking criteria in relation to grammar is key. Number three, you must be aware of your own weaknesses when it comes to grammar. And number four, get into the habit of proofreading. So number one, you have to learn grammar slowly. Let's talk about that one first. It's important to learn grammar slowly because, well, frankly, there's a lot of grammar to learn and it takes time to learn it, to process it, to practice it and master it. And English grammar can be quite confusing at times. Some grammar may be quite unique to the English language. And so that makes it even more difficult to learn some of the grammar structures. So, you know, articles, for example, is a really good one. Articles don't exist in some languages. So, you know, you, you in some cases, you're learning a whole new concept. Um, so that takes time. So you need to be patient to build up your knowledge to get to that band seven or, you know, for IELTS or that C plus and above uh, level for OET. Moving on to point number two, understanding the marking criteria in relation to grammar. Um, you know, the previous episode uh, of my podcast was all about how important it is to understand the marking criteria. But in regard to grammar, you need to understand what the examiner is looking for. So, for example, does the examiner want you to use every single grammar structure you can possibly think of in the test? Or do they want you to use what is appropriate and with accuracy? Of course, they want you to use the last point. They want you to use grammar appropriately and accurately. And these are the two key words that I want you to take away from this podcast and apply in every speaking test that you do and in every writing test that you do. Appropriateness and accuracy. Let's take a deeper look at what the marking criteria says about grammar for both IELTS and OET. Both marking criteria for both IELTS and OET talk about grammar in a very similar way. The wording is different, but it's the meaning is exactly the same um, when it comes to getting a band seven and above or uh, um, a grade C plus and above for OET. It mainly centers around four main areas. When it comes to grammar, it the criteria centers around these four main areas, which is number one, using a range of grammar. Number two, using grammar that is appropriate. Number three, using grammar with accuracy. And number four, it talks about occasional errors. So it talks about range, appropriateness, accuracy and errors, occasional errors. Okay, so let's talk about range first. You must be able to demonstrate a range of grammar structures. So a mixture of simple and complex sentences, um, your ability to use cohesive device, devices to link ideas together, for example. Now, some students see range and they think, right, range. I'm going to learn as many structures as I can, and I'm going to use every single one of them in my speaking and in my writing test. Um, and that's completely wrong. That is not what range means. Um, the next point 
um, about the grammar in the marking criteria should put range into the correct context. So moving on to the second point, using grammar that is appropriate, you must be able to use the appropriate grammar. So this is what the examiner is looking for, your ability to use appropriate grammar. So anyone can go and learn all the different grammar structures and, and you know, turn them out in the test. Um, but what the examiner is looking at is your ability to understand when to use each one and which structure is the most appropriate to use in the context of your writing or your speaking. This is the key skill that's being tested. Um, understanding which grammar structure to use and when. What is the most appropriate structure to use? So for example, in IELTS, speaking part three, for example, the question could be, you know, the, the speaking part three questions for IELTS are quite abstract ideas and, you know, opinions and things like that. So the question could be a hypothetical scenario in the future. So you have to think, okay, what's the most appropriate grammar to use here? The most appropriate grammar here will be to use future tenses, will have, should have, maybe a few modal verbs, should, could, would, but you're talking about the future, so you're going to use future structures. Another example for OET writing, you're writing a formal letter. Um, so the most appropriate grammar is to use formal structures like passive structures, using passive sentences. So you're using, you're choosing the most appropriate grammar for the context of your writing. So moving on from appropriateness to accuracy. The third aspect of grammar mentioned in the marking criteria is accuracy. So when you've chosen the most appropriate grammar to use, the most appropriate grammar structure you want to use, you must be able to show that you are able to use it accurately and minimize those errors. So this leads on to the next aspect of the grammar marking criteria, which is all about mistakes. The marking criteria talks about occasional mistakes in IELTS. And in OET, it talks about not making intrusive mistakes. The wording is different, but it means exactly the same thing. So what does this mean? It means that in reality, you must accept that you will make some mistakes. And you have to get used to that. You have to reconcile yourself with the fact that you will make some grammar mistakes, but that's okay. You need to minimize them as much as possible. Mistakes are okay, but as long as they are not intrusive, meaning they don't interfere with the meaning of what you are trying to communicate, or it doesn't, you know, your grammar is so... Um, you know, it's so incorrect that the examiner has to struggle to understand you or they're not able to understand you. So the meaning is easy. You, you know, they are able to easily understand what you are trying to say. So you can make mistakes, but as long as it doesn't completely change the meaning and it's impossible to understand what you're saying, it's okay. So what do we need to understand by all of this? Let me summarize it briefly.
You need to show a range of grammar structures that are appropriate for the context and be able to use those structures as accurately as possible, although some mistakes are inevitable. But obviously, you're going to make sure that you minimize those mistakes. Train yourself to focus on what the examiner is asking and think of what the appropriate grammar is to use to answer the question. So let's talk about errors now. How can you minimize those errors? You need to get into two habits now. So we, the four main points that I mentioned right at the beginning, um, we've looked at grammar and looked at the marking criteria uh, for grammar. And now we're gonna move on to the last two points, which was being aware of your own weaknesses and getting into the habit of proofreading. So how can you minimize these errors? You need to get into these two habits now, right from now in your preparation. You need to work out where your weaknesses are um, when it comes to grammar. Where do you make the most mistakes? Do a bit of research yourself and also get some expert feedback from a teacher. Speaking and writing, you have to get some kind of expert feedback. Um, some analysis of your speaking, of your writing, and you need to understand where you're going wrong. Once you have this information, work on improving those areas, but get into the habit of having that critical eye on your writing and your speaking. Get into the habit of proofreading your work. You must develop um, a consistent strategy of proofreading for both your speaking and your writing. With speaking, the best way um, is to obviously get expert, fee expert feedback, but you can also record yourself and listen to the way you are speaking and analyze where you went wrong and what, how you would do it correctly, how you would do it differently. What would you correct? You know, make sure you're going through that. You know, have you used the appropriate grammar? Have, have you used it accurately? Um, what mistakes are you making? And, you know, analyze it that way. With the writing, get into the habit of reading um, a sentence after you've written it. And then when you complete a paragraph, go back and proofread it. Read that back to yourself and correct as you write. Then at the end of the letter, or at the end of the essay, um, read the whole thing back again. Um, so you're proofreading after every sentence, you're proofreading again after every paragraph, and then you're proofreading at the end. Um, it's only when you are correcting yourself as you go, um, so, you, so you're not only correcting as you go, but you're also doing it at the end. So this means you need to incorporate the time to proofread as you are writing. And this is a skill in itself and it takes practice. The method also ensures that even if you don't get time to proofread the whole letter or essay at the end, you have still proofread as you are writing. So you know, you, you know, you have incorporated some proofreading while you're in your writing. So even if you run out of time at the end and you don't get to read the whole thing back, you know, obviously you need to have at least one minute at the end where you can just read through what you've written 
and proofread. But if for some reason that doesn't happen, at least you've kind of proofread some of it as you've gone along. Most students don't proofread. Um, they're just so happy to get to the end and they never want to see the test again. Uh, but this is a mistake. If you train yourself to see the mistakes, you will always be able to see them in your writing and correcting. Um, and correcting them means you are saving vital marks that could get you the score that you need. Otherwise, you're just throwing easy marks away. I really hope you have found this episode useful. Please let me know if you have. I would love to get your feedback. And if there is something you would like me to do an episode on uh, for IELTS or for OET, please just let me know. The details on how you can contact me are in the show notes of this episode. And remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. If you are not willing to change or implement advice and you keep doing the same thing, you will keep getting the same results again and again. Real progress, real improvement comes when you push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and share this podcast with your colleagues and on your social media so that more people can benefit too. Take care and keep working hard.